with all sincerity, prayer is difficult. And uh, sometimes even explaining it becomes much more difficult. And probably right now there's somebody listening and uh, this is where you are. You're wondering how is speaking to myself and talking to myself like a mad person going to help out in this situation. There are moments you'll find yourself confused because probably there's something you've been handling for a very long time. And what makes you worry more is that you're told to pray. But the problem is not that you don't want to pray. The problem is you don't find the connection. You're wondering who am I even talking to? Does God even really exist? You see, that is normally the concern. Who am I talking to? Is he even listening? You know? Am I like talking to someone that is somewhere watching me, then after I'm done praying, then they're supposed to vend? You see? So sometimes it's like some uh, a vending machine that you don't know, that you don't see. So is God a vending machine? God is not a vending machine. You see, Traditionally, people will tell you to pray. But before you get this, before you understand what prayer entails, you will continually struggle. And this struggling normally is not that people don't want to pray. It's because you don't understand what you're doing. Now, this is where the flip is. You are trying to understand God with your own mind. That is why prayer becomes a problem. That is why accessing God, that is why facing God becomes a problem. Because you're trying to have a conversation with somebody that you're not seeing. I want to submit to you this morning that you can pray. You can see God. And God can visit you and you can have a conversation with God. Because we pray in faith believing concerning what God says about himself. That he tells us to pray, we pray. Amen. That he tells us that men ought to pray without ceasing, therefore we pray. Hallelujah. That he tells us that when we call, he will answer, we pray. That he tells us that we should pray without ceasing, so we pray. Hallelujah. That he tells us that when we are in difficult situations, we pray. So we pray. Child of God, we must pray. This day, in why we pray, I want to submit this to you that at the end of this sermon, then you can begin to pray. Child of God, you will see why you need to pray, why you must pray, and why prayer is the only way. In the book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 7, the Bible says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. We must normalize calling God in urgency for God to act. This we must do with all might, with all our hearts, with all forms. If it is through your tears, then cry. Let God see that urgency. Let God see that you're pressed. Like we are seeing in the book of Exodus. 
He is your father. God is your father and he has a way around that which you are trusting him for this day. Child of God, let us call on God like there is no tomorrow. Let us call on God like there is no tomorrow. History has taught us that when hearts and lives are totally poured out to God, he hears. He listens, he acts. Today, we want God to act because when he delivers us, we shall be careful to testify of his mighty works. We shall testify of his goodnesses. We shall tell people of his wondrous works. We shall proclaim him without fear, without shame, without worry. We shall even pray more. We shall tell other people to pray because we have seen him do us good when we prayed. Because testimony are some of the ways God has used to bring more souls back to him. There's something that you're handling right now that you have tried on your own and nothing is working. I love the illustration of the woman with the issue of blood. She had tried different doctors. The Bible said that in the process of seeking medication, the money or the wealth she had was depleted because each person she went to gave her a different version of what she was going through, gave her a different version of a solution and none of these solutions ended up working. But until she got tired, until the urgency to be whole came in her mind, then she went and touched the helm of the garment of Jesus. Today, our prayer, the helm of the garment of Jesus that we are touching is praying because there is urgency. In the book of Jeremiah chapter 29 verses 12 to 14, God says, Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. I'll read it again. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall pray, and ye shall seek me, and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your hearts. Child of God, why pray? It is only that when we call on God, I heard. He said that when ye call upon me, I will hearken unto you. It is only when we pray that God responds. God does not respond to our tears without prayer. He does not respond to our plight without us praying. He said that when we seek him with all our heart, then we find him. So it is only through prayer that we can see God, that we can find him. So if you're there wondering, how do I pray? Why should I even pray? Because it is only when you seek God is when you find him. In verse 14, the Bible says that, And I will be found of you. This is God speaking. And I will be found of you, says the Lord. And I will turn away your captivity. And I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you says the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place where I caused you to be carried away captive. It is only when we pray from this portion of scripture as expressed by God we see that we have to leave our comfort zone to go out and pray. It's time you stop telling people pray for me and you're not praying. 
It's time you stop being lazy in prayer. You see, prayer is not easy as I said earlier. When you pray, people can see you as a demented person. When you begin to pray consistently, people will think that you are in problems. People will think that something has hit you. Now you've turned to God. Traditionally, people only turn to God when things are bad. When they're in deep problems, when their lives are marked, that is when people pray. As you have also seen in the scriptures above. You now have to pray earnestly and God shall respond because that is what he says. That when we seek him, he shall be found of us. When we leave that comfort zone and go out and seek God in prayer, in faith believing, child of God, God moves. And I can tell you today when we pray, he will hear because God changes everything. And there is no better way for us to make our requests known to God than prayer, than through prayer. Above all, that we have decided to trust God with our petitions is one of the reasons enough for us to be confident that God shall make those ways open. That he shall lift those burdens and pains. That he shall heal those sicknesses and diseases. That he shall heal those sicknesses and diseases you have been battling for a long time without tangible solutions. Just like in the case of the woman with the issue of blood. Today we are confident than before that our faith in God as we pray has the power to make us whole again. Again. Just like the case of the woman with the issue of blood. Child of God, today is our day of salvation from the captivity of hopelessness. Amen. I know you may be at a bad place right now. But do you know that bad place doesn't care about you? It doesn't care about your situation. You know, it doesn't care about your education. It doesn't care about your dignity. So today God is delivering us from the pit of depression, anxiety, pressure, stress, hatred, desire for revenge, desire for malice, injustices that we are facing, and curses. Why should I pray, you may be asking yourself, why should I pray that God has abandoned me? Probably you are somewhere feeling that God has left you. Probably you are somewhere feeling that God has not been with me. Probably the main reason you are not praying is that because your parents were prayerful and it yielded no fruit according to your opinion. But this day I want you to know, we are praying because it is only through prayer that God can take away our hopelessness. You may feel that you are hopeful only when you are with the people, but when you are alone you are hopeless. So prayer reconstructs the inner you, that even when you are alone you are still whole. God takes away that hopelessness that you have when you are alone. Praise God. That depression that hits you badly when you're alone, God takes it away when you pray. That anxiety that keeps pushing you to the drains, to the pit, God takes it away when you pray. That pressure that you know you are handling in secret, God takes it away. That stress, you know you are in stress. It is only God that can take it away. Only when you pray. That hatred that you have in your heart that has been brewing that has now birthed bitterness, God can take it away right now through prayer. That desire for vengeance that is in your heart, 
prayer takes it away. The injustices that you faced, God takes it away through prayer. Even the curses that you have been subjected to because of things that happened with your knowledge or without your knowledge, prayer takes it away. Today, as you plunge into prayer in faith believing, God is destroying the altars of poverty, the altars of inconsistency in the marriages. You may be listening to me and this is probably your 10th or your 6th or your 5th or your 3rd or your 2nd marriage. And you're also seeing it not working. These are some things that God has a way of destroying. Probably you've gone to people to help you. You've even gone to diviners. You've gone to witches to help you, but they can't. This is a reason you have to get out of your comfort zone and pray. That issue of barrenness that you are battling, I can tell you this. The way God visited Sarah at a time when the biological composition of her body would say it is impossible. Abraham has reached an age that he cannot bear children, same to Sarah, leave alone even bearing children. Even the strength for the process of bearing a child. That is why even when God spoke, Sarah laughed. Because she was imagining me at this age, how possible. I'm telling you this, I have seen God give barren women children. Women people never thought would have children. Your age should not worry you. You may be thinking that, no, where I am, I'll never have a child. You see, the moment you bring in that portion, you shield God from working through. The moment you have this kind of thought, you create a barrier between you and God. You have already told God that, God, this one you can't handle. I've tried it on my own and you can't handle it. The wrangles you have in your family, in your life, I'm telling you this, prayer can end it. Those addictions you keep on fighting and in vain, no results. You're fighting an addiction and each time you go back to it, you go back harder and stronger and deadlier. When you pray, God is lifting those addictions. Because when we are praying, we are inviting God and telling God that, God, I have tried this on my own and it has failed repeatedly. Now I need your intervention. That issue of drunkenness that your spouse has resolved to and the family has said, that is that man, that is him. We have accepted him as a drunkard. I'm telling you, that thing can end on our knees, on your knees. That masturbation that you've fought and it keeps coming back to you. Prayer ends it. The life of crime you have lived can end through prayer. The life of rejection you keep on facing from one relationship to another, God ends it. Probably you are rejected as a child, rejected in school, you never had friends. People think that you don't love to socialize. You don't socialize because you know what will come out of your socialization. They will reject you in the end. Child of God, God changes everything. 
God changes everything. When we pray, God changes everything. He redirects everything. Everything God has a way of redirecting them. It doesn't matter how serious they are. It doesn't matter how serious the issue you are handling is. And I'm telling you this, God listens when we call on him. He listens. God chooses to listen to us when we pray. Through prayer, we can overcome temptations. Through prayer, that is why we have to pray. Prayer works miracles. We have to pray. We have seen instances where people who believed in God received miracles. God can help your unbelief today when you believe in him. All you've got to do is to believe in him. Hallelujah. Because God works miracles. Jesus raised Lazarus from dead. You'll say that they didn't pray. That they didn't seek Lazarus, didn't seek Jesus. Assistance. But his sisters seek the assistance of Jesus on his behalf. Jairus' daughter raised from the dead. Praise the Lord. Prayer is a way we communicate with God. Regardless of our circumstances, God is not man that he should lie. Prayer is a moment of presence with God. And the beauty of the presence of God is that it influences every aspect of our lives. That is why God told Moses, remove your shoes for you are in a holy ground. This presence has the capacity to completely eradicate cancer, to completely eradicate HIV, to completely eradicate pressure, to completely eradicate a sickness that is in your body. Because this is God's word. He says in the book of Psalm 107 verse 20 that I sent my word and to heal your diseases. In Psalms 103 says, I'm the Lord God that forgives all your iniquities and healeth all your diseases. But this happens when we pray. Why do we pray? Because we have to ask. And that is why God said that, Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. So when we pray, we relate with God. We tell him. We speak about ourselves. We express ourselves to God and those around us and those in our lives. When we pray, we are expressing the concerns of those in our lives to God. Look at the beauty of prayer. That you can pray for another and God will listen. You can intervene on behalf of another. That you are trusting God with that issue is reason enough for God to come through for you. Don't be quiet. When we pray, we show God that we trust you. We honor you. You are able. We trust what you say about yourself. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is why prayer is important. This is why prayer is important. In the book of Job chapter 42 verse 10, the Bible says, The Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he prayed for his friends, and the Lord increased all that Job had twofold. We have to pray. 
prayer is important. We have to pray. Regardless of the challenges that you're facing right now, you have to pray. I know you may be tired. Probably you're giving up on your family. Probably you're giving up on that job. You're giving up on that indisciplined child of yours. On your bad health. Saying, I'm done. I'm tired. Let whatever be be. We have to pray. You have to pray. You have to trust God. We have to pray, child of God. We cannot afford not to pray. We cannot afford not to pray. We have to pray. Hallelujah. Because it is only when we pray that God listens. Those tears that you shed mean nothing when you don't pray. Not that God is not concerned, but God wants us to pray. 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 Not that God doesn't care. All that God wants is that we pray. Not that God doesn't care about you anymore. God wants us to pray. Not that God has left you alone. God wants us to pray. Have you prayed? Have you been praying? Have you prayed, child of God? Have you been praying? We must normalize calling God in urgency for him to act. We have to pray this day. We have to pray. We have to pray. We have to pray. We have to pray. We have to tell God how we feel. We have to cry to God. That pain you are having, you have to pray. That fear you have, you have to pray. That joblessness, you have to pray about it. That business you want to invest in, but you're afraid, pray. When we pray, God gives us direction. We not only pray because we are in trouble. We also pray when things are good. And I'm telling you this morning, let us pray. 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 This day, as you listen to this broadcast, let us pray. Let us pray, child of God. Let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. These are some of the ground rules that God has set for us to access him successfully. It is also another separation point. And the devil also knows it is where many decide to fall back. Because prayer is not easy. It is not easy to pray. It is not easy to kneel down and to call on God with the tears rolling in your cheeks. It is not easy to shout like a mad person that you're praying. Probably your neighbors listening. Probably your family looking at you and wondering, what is wrong with mommy? What is wrong with daddy? You see, there's a notion and a culture that has been created that people who pray are freaks. They are losers. You'll be told, why should you pray? Why don't you just go out and do this yourself? Again, the woman with the issue of blood had gone out her way and tried doing things her way and in the end realized she was losing and her health was becoming worse each passing day. That is when she decided to come back to herself and said, if I can only touch the helm of his garment... Child of God, why do you think some people go out to seek the assistance of the witches or the diviners? Because paying the price of prayer is not easy. It is not easy. It is difficult. Prayer is difficult. 
He will set that alarm to pray. It will ring and you will not wake up to pray. Hallelujah. Because we want God to do this for us, because you want God to calm the storm in your life, you also have to do what he says. And he says this, pray. That is non-negotiable. Pray. It is God's way. And it is what you have to force yourself this day to start doing. Child of God, pray like your life depends on it and you'll never regret. Make it a lifestyle, not a culture, a lifestyle that I pray. When bad news comes, pray fast. Let us be like David. When good news came, to God first. When bad news came, to God first. When we normalize prayer, God shields us from the ripple effect of the things that we handle. There are things we handle in life whose ripple effect has the capacity to shred us into pieces. Hallelujah. It is only prayer that shields us from these ripple effects. Because we are praying, the ripple effects of the challenges in our lives become easy on us. Because God covers us. In the book of Psalm 91, we give you praise, Jesus. We exalt your name. We magnify your name for your power, for your goodness. This day, Lord God, because God, we want you to be the center of our lives. Lord, we are declaring today that it's all about you. This is what the Bible says in Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2, the Bible says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I will trust. Verse 3, the Bible says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler, and from the noisome pestilence. Verse 4, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Verse 5, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day. And as you continue down, you see the things that God has laid out as benefits for consistency under the shadow of his power. When we pray, God shields us from the ripple effect of the circumstances of life, of the issues of life. We have to pray, child of God. Are you in pain? We have to pray. Are you confused this morning, this evening, this afternoon, this night? pray. Are you jobless? Pray about it also. Is that business consistently giving you losses? Pray. That child you've done all you can do, but nothing seems to be changing. Their lifestyles keeps worsening and this keeps giving you fear. Pray about it. Your relationships are no longer working. You keep coming out from one to another. Pray about it. Each business you get into with partners, all they do is dupe you. Pray about the next one. God has a way around everything that revolves around our lives. 
All that pertains to life and godliness, God has already set for us. By the time that God made us in his image and likeness, everything that pertains to our living and godliness had already been laid out. God is the one whom we find our focus from. As fish and water, so is man and God. We cannot exist minus God. If you think you've been existing minus God, then I'm sorry. You better think again. Take this message as a call to return back to prayer, as a call to return back to God. Probably you say this is a prayer of my mother. Now it is time for you to pray. Let's begin to pray. Father, we lift your name. We exalt you for your power. We exalt your name for your goodness, for your increase, for your abundance, for your presence, O oh Lord. Thank you, Lord God, that you've told us we have to pray. And then, Lord God, you have also assured us of the benefits of prayer. This day, Lord God, I commit, my dear listeners, I commit everyone that is partaking of your word from this broadcast. I am praying for them. I am standing with them in prayer. I am standing in the gap, Lord God, in a prayer. Father, Lord God, I am lifting your name in their lives because your name is high above every name. Cancer is a name. HIV has a name. Pressure has a name. Diabetes has a name. The name Jesus is exalted above every name. Lord God, you say that at the mention of your name, every knee bows and every tongue confesses that Jesus is Lord. You say that when we pray in faith believing, we shall tell this mountain, move and we shall cast it out into the sea. Lord God, we are casting the mountains of diseases and sicknesses out this day. The mountains of lack, the mountains of depression, the mountains of consistent anxiety, the mountains of consistent loss of loved ones. Father, Lord God, because we are trusting in you today, because we are making it our lifestyle to pray, we have faith that God, you are coming through for us, that you are intervening in our situations. And that God, you are giving us testimonies, testimonies that God will go out to speak. Like the case of the woman at the well with Jesus. My Father, Lord God, we will go out, we will go back to the cities, we will go back to our communities and tell people, see what the Lord has done to me. And they will come back and they will know you. And they will now know you out of what they have seen, not what they have been hearing. We thank you for this day. May this be the day of a turnaround. May this be a day someone makes a decision to pray. A decision to kick fear. A decision to come out of the comfort zone of pity parting and join prayer. Because God, you can be trusted when we pray. Because when we pray, miracles happen. Because when we pray, we are delivered from the fetuses of the affliction of the devil. When we pray, we are healed. When we pray, we find you. When we pray, Lord God, we have fellowship with you. I give you praise this day, Lord God, and I lift your name. Because there is no one to be exalted but only you. In the powerful name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. This has been your host, Reverend Brian Odiambo, lead pastor at Zion's Gate Tabernacle. Shalom, shalom, shalom. God bless you. Amen.